Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The dream is made real! Ricky Hatton rocks the world! How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over! Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. This is the big fight preview for Saul Canelo Alvarez versus Triple G Gennady Golovkin. This is the third fight of their historic rivalry and I'm really excited to talk about this in the big fight preview this week with yourself Johnston who's on as always to talk about these big fights and react to all the stuff that's going on in the boxing world at the moment however in the UK this past Thursday was the death of Queen Elizabeth II a huge moment in the history of the British monarchy, a huge moment for for us as individuals, you know, having lived now through this for the first time. It's a, a moment that will be forever etched in history here in the UK. And no matter what you think of the royal family, it's something you do have to understand and, and have a little bit of respect for as it's a very traditional thing here in the UK. Uh, some people don't like it. Some people really love it. Um, neither nor on both of them. I don't like or I don't hate anything to do with the monarchy, but I certainly have to understand and acknowledge the impact it has on the world, in particular on the world of sports, because the big fights that we were looking forward to this past weekend were cancelled. It was all on tenterhooks for uh, 24 hours. They thought it was going to go ahead. It didn't. It got cancelled. It was really strange because they cancelled the boxing, the Shields Marshall card, but yet the cricket and the rugby still was allowed to go on. The, you know, their unions, their organisations decided that they couldn't cancel it and they decided to still go on, which is a shame now because the big fights we were looking forward to this past weekend have now been moved to October the 15th and it's a shame that this all-female card, the history of that element of it, has now completely gone out of the window. It has and it's been uh, rescheduled to October but look, you know, as you rightly said, some people were um, not too bothered about the coin passing. Um, for me, generally, on a personal level, for me and my wife... Um, 
I'm actually quite surprised how, not wouldn't say sad, but how significant it's been actually. Um, you know, you don't realise when when someone's there for 70 years, you know, this Queen's been around longer than my father and, and my brother. So uh, for me, that has a significant impact. And you just start thinking about your loved ones, don't you, and those that have gone. So, look, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I sort of understand it. Look, with, with rugby and cricket having to continue, I mean, the cricket continue because I, I believe South Africa, they, they had to leave. I think they're leaving tomorrow. Um, so there just wasn't enough time to reschedule that in. And boxing, um, with with boxing, it sort of followed suit with the football. When it goes to rugby, rugby don't have midweek games. I mean, it's it's, a, it's an impact sport. It's very aggressive. Um, you can't play midweek games. You can't play three times a week for the safety of players. So that's probably why the rugby couldn't be rescheduled. Um, and uh, so yeah, I understand their reasoning. And and you know, end of the day, it's a, a significant moment in the history of this of this island of Britain. Northern Ireland and look, it, it is what it is and then I feel that you know some people have sort of thought it was a bad thing I think it, it's not I don't think it is I think you know especially counts in football as well from literally under sevens it gives them a reason they start realizing why are I kicking ball well the reason why is because the Queen's Day is significant it's an impact that's happening um so look people are going to moan if if football and boxing had it continued I'm sure people would have moaned then as well I don't think it was it was a case of it was a non-win wouldn't it so but yeah, it's a shame we didn't get to see the fight. We're going to have to wait till October now. Yeah, we are going to have to wait till October. We're not going to have to wait very long for Alvarez versus Golovkin, the big fight no. for this coming weekend. I can't wait. I'm really excited for it. You know, oh, yeah. we, we, we've got some great opinions on this fight because I know how passionate you feel about the very first fight between these two and I'm sure we'll go into it. But it's, it's, a, it's a fight that we've been waiting for for some time and people's general opinion about this particular fight is that it's it's too late for Golovkin now he's too old like people are saying Canelo's just going to knock him out late I've got a lot of people that run YouTube channels on social media and do things similar to us and a lot of them are saying the same thing Canelo stops him late it's going to be interesting to get your thoughts and opinions on how this fight goes down but I'm excited for it because it is significant. Again, it's another moment in boxing where, you know, we talk about trilogies, rivalries, a series of four fights. You know, there's more and more of them happening in this modern generation. And this is probably going to turn out to be another modern day classic trilogy with these two. I just hope it really does deliver and I hope it is very competitive. And ultimately, you know, I hope the right man wins. And that's, that's the biggest thing at the end of this is that the right man does go on to win the fight. I think for me, I think I think people need to take a moment and just uh, realise um, what these two guys have delivered for us in those first two fights. I think people get a little bit carried away with it and they start, you know, Golovkin's 40, you know, Canelo's going to get, going to bust him up. What's the point of the third one? I think in time, in retrospect, we'll look back and realise that, you know, we've got two warriors, two fantastic boxers, two of the best fighters around in this era. And I think then people will realise, you know, what they've given us. And I think some people get, as I say, they just get a little bit clouded with their judgment. Um, and you know, you've got to remember, I'm a huge Golovkin fan. I've never shied away from that. You know, I'm, I sort of like the way he, um, he 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 not only delivers himself in the ring, but also outside of the ring. I know Canelo's come out recently, sort of saying he's a fake. Look, this guy is no fake. Uh, Gennady Golovkin is what you get. There's no, there's no way about it. He brings a drama show. That's what he does. And um, and I love him for that. And I love the fact that, you know, he delivers when he needs to. And, and I like his attitude outside the ring. 
you know, I do like those fighters. I never, you know, Alexis Aguero is one of my favourite ever all-time fighters. I always say that, Sean, because of the way he's able to go to another country, beat the living shit out of someone and leave with the fans loving him. I think that's what Golovkin does. And I love that about the fella. And look, some people were like, why are they having a third one? What's the point? But I, I've, I've got respect for the pair of them. Uh, more respect for Golovkin, just in, in terms of the drug stuff with Canelo, which, I mean, we, we can run through all that sort of stuff and obviously the first and second fight. But for me... You know, as as a pairing, I think it is going to be an all-time classic trilogy. Well, before we get into it, I just want to point out to the detractors to this podcast, and there's very few of them, but I know there's quite a few that do tune in, probably to listen to what ideas we're putting out there. And the reason I, I probably sound a little bit negative is because recently, and I don't see many of these, but when people leave reviews on Apple, you know, it's great to see, you know, how it has an impact on other people's listening experience. And I think one of the most significant things recently was we've got a one-star review. And to be honest, I've not really seen a one-star review on our podcast for any of them to be honest you know like so it's not just uh, the fact that it was a one-star they actually left a review and they were basically saying that they were tuning in because there's not that many boxing podcasts out there that are just regurgitating the same stuff and I was very surprised to see that the the person that wrote that review was actually like saying very similar stuff about what we do on this podcast and I think the first thing to point out is that we've never claimed to be boxing analysts we've never put our title as boxing analysts this is just our thoughts feelings and opinions about what we think is going to happen in this fight and predictions the same with our reaction shows he particularly singled out the Usyk Joshua reaction show that me and Lukey did and you know he was saying it was all more of a gossip show and I just wanted to say it I feel quite passionate when when someone has something bad to say because I think well when did we ever say that when did we ever say we're analysts we never we said we're fans we've always been fans we'll always be fans you know unless we get paid to do this for a living completely full-time then we're not analysts you know we're just fans of the sport that put a podcast together and enjoy it so I just wanted to sort of throw that out there because if this guy or maybe even this girl if this guy or girl's listening then you've not even you've not even given us a chance or tuned in to like any of the shows that we do to understand what we actually do and what we're all about you've just listened to one particular episode probably heard a few things that maybe other people have said and thought nah I'm not, it's not for me but this is it it's not for everybody unfortunately so with that in mind I'm going to move away from that negativity I just wanted to point it out to people that do listen and do enjoy us you know we never claim to be boxing analysts we don't get paid full time for it we get some income coming in from our patrons which is appreciated and we do get some income for being part of the sport social network but we still do day jobs you know we still work nine to five it's you know it's what we do we just enjoy doing this because we've got a passion for the sport so I'd like to move into this fight with uh, a lot of positivity in terms of the fact that it is a big fight regardless of what people think about it like people are seeing that it's a foregone conclusion that Alvarez is going to beat Golovkin in this fight and like you say why are they having this fight Golovkin is old at the end of the day Golovkin has still proved his worth he's still proved that he is a force even at the age of 40 you know since his defeat majority defeat to Canelo he's beat Steve Rolls Sergei Derevchenko Camille Serrameta and Ryota Murata and picked up a title by beating Ryota Murata earlier this year. And to me, that just proves that he's still at a level which you can consider to be top-class, world-class, maybe even elite, if you if you really want to label it that. And Sal Alvarez, as we know, has had his second defeat inflicted on him by losing to Dimitri Bivol. So, you know, he's in a position where he's coming off the back of a loss now, 
back down to the super middleweight division to defend all the titles in the super middleweight division. And, you know, I think this is a, a huge, huge fight. And I think it's got a lot of repercussions of how the super middleweight division could potentially play out depending upon the outcome of it. You know, as it stands at the moment... Saul Alvarez is the man to beat in the super middleweight division and Golovkin, you know, still as he is at the age of 40, he's he's still the best guy in the middleweight division. So he's moving up to super middleweight to challenge the best guy in the super middleweight division. And these two guys already know each other like the back of their hands. And that's the beauty of this particular fight is that the weight isn't going to make a significant difference in this fight. I know we do talk about significant differences in certain fights with weights, but I genuinely don't think that'll be a factor on this particular fight. I think this is going to be a a, a very evenly matched fight between two guys that, regardless of ages, I think both are still at the peak of their powers. I think Golovkin, maybe you could say he's slightly slightly slower than what he was but I still think he in terms of what he's doing in the ring against the fighters he's going against he still looks like he's at the peak of his power so I still think the fight is at the right time I still think it's Golovkin's last sort of stance really and last moment to make such a significant impact in his boxing career regardless of what you think of it it's a huge huge fight and it's one I'm really looking forward to so I'll finish rabbiting on and I'll pass this over to you now I'm going to say to you Johnston how do you look at this fight? How do you perceive this fight in its magnitude? And what are your initial thoughts about both fighters going into it? I love the fight. I do. Um, I love the first two fights. Um, the the judging and the results I, I may have disagreed with, but in, in just putting that to one side, I think both guys demonstrated their boxing abilities. I think um, in the first fight in particular, what I enjoyed watching was... Golovkin bringing his same attitude of just pushing his fighter back, which I believe Canelo allowed him to do, and he become the sort of counter puncher. So that was for me where I, I felt Golovkin won the fight. I thought he came in like he had done in all of his other previous fights, and uh, Canelo allowed him to dictate his pace on the fight. No matter how many times I've seen it, oh my my um, opinion will never vary. I think Golovkin wins this fight or wins that fight. Sorry. And I think he won it by about two to three rounds. Um, there were some close rounds in there, but I, I felt that he it was his fight. It was Canelo's fight. And then what I liked about the second was the fact that Canelo made adjustments and he took the centre of the ring um, and he pushed Golovkin back. And Golovkin was, he wasn't able to put the pressure on and put his foot down as much as he was in that first fight. So it was a very close fight, their second fight. I felt that it could have gone either way. I would have had no arguments with Canelo winning a round by a round or two and and the same with Golovkin. However, I do feel that that fight was much more closer and it probably should have been considered a draw. But look, you're talking about a round here or there. Um, Very, very close fight. And as I say, what, what I did like about Canelo is he changed things up. He didn't allow Golovkin to pressure him. He actually pressured Golovkin back a few times which was significant, and obviously the judging went his way. So for me, there's not really much between them. I felt that the first fight, for me, I felt Golovkin just pretty much won it quite clearly, although it was only by a couple of rounds. Um, so this third fight, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is 
they've had a bit of time out of the ring. They, you know, it, it, I mean, in terms of Golovkin, you know, quite a while out of the ring. He's not fought the same level of opponents as what Canelo has. However, you've also seen chinks in Canelo's armour. And if Canelo was to fight the way he did against Bivol, albeit Bivol did fight superbly well, pressurising Canelo back. As we said, that's the only way to beat him. And he did that, unless you're going to do the Mayweather style, which he certainly wasn't going to do. So, um, he, you know, he, he's shown chinks. Maybe Canelo's on the slide slightly after that. Maybe it's possible. Um, I know people have questioned that. Uh, the one thing with Golovkin in his last fight, he had moments and, and, and splatters of the old Golovkin in there. And when he's so ruthless and throwing that sort of looping left hook, which sometimes he hits on the top of people's heads and their foreheads. And he throws shots from all sorts of angles. And he showed that devastation, that devastating destruction that we've seen throughout the years. But it was only an element, Sean. And I do think he 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 covered up that body quite. He brought his elbows down quite a bit. Never seen him do that before. Clearly, the 40-year-old the body's feeling the impact of, of from uh, Morata's blows. And I think that was clear. But he did get get the job done. Um, however, he didn't work the body enough. Um, you know, we're going to the keys and how we think some, you know, how this fight's gonna go. But I think Golovkin's body is definitely the weak point for me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, that's what Canelo needs to focus on, isn't it? You know, he needs to work yep. on that body punching and he needs to put the pressure on to Golovkin. He needs to push that 40-year-old body to its max to be able to break him down systematically. That's essentially how Canelo wins his fight. How he fought in the second fight was probably the blueprint to how he needs to fight. With Golovkin being older than what he was in that second fight now, that age will play a factor. He does seem to have slowed a little, but there does seem to be still enough skill level and punching power there to to, to sort of wade off, sort of worn off Sal Alvarez. I think it'll be interesting to know what sort of game plans they come out in them first couple of rounds with and, and sort of interpreting how the, the fight starts to play out. And, and going back to the, the first fight as well, you mentioned uh, obviously your opinion on that first fight. It was a very, very close fight. But ultimately when watching that, I, I recall again that I think Golovkin should have got the nod in that first fight and he didn't. And it, in some people's eyes, it was a bit of a travesty and they felt like he was robbed of that first fight. In the second fight, I can't really 
disagree with the decision. I think it was, again, another close affair, but I think Canelo did more throughout the course of the fight, over the 12 rounds, to be able to justify taking that majority decision. Whereas this third fight now is, is interesting because the questions that people are posing is, you know, Canelo, what round does he knock Golovkin out in? And there's a lot of people saying this. I said it at the start of the show. A lot of people think that Canelo's automatically just going to knock Golovkin out. Nobody's done it before. So why is somebody going to be able to do it now? Like, what, what difference does it make? You know, like, these two guys know each other like the back of the hand. Canelo... How many adjustments will he make? Will he make too much of an adjustment? Will he make not enough adjustments? I think it's going to be one of them affairs between these two, which we've enjoyed over the years with different fighters who have been involved in trilogies or a series of four fights. I think they know each other that well inside of the ring that I expect this to go the distance again. I genuinely do. I don't think it's going to be a knockout either way. I can see this going the distance. I can see it being another rugged affair in moments, but it is all going to come down to whose game plan is more effective in this fight. Will it be Alvarez? Will he come out as the pressure fighter, will he use educated pressure? Will he start to back Golovkin up like he did in that second fight? Will he work the body, as you're suggesting, Johnson? Will he go down there and work it more, having maybe seen the Maratta fight? Or will he come out and be the counterpuncher and let Golovkin force the action? Let him wear himself down and then come into play? There's, there's a lot of questions I know I'm throwing out there, and I know we're waiting for the answers to them in the early hours of Sunday morning for us in the UK. But I just can't see any other way in terms of how the fight goes down other than what I've suggested. It, you know, it's either a case of Golovkin becomes so good at the counterpunching element that he's able to get them short flurries in and he's able to score them points to win this via decision. Or it'll be a case of Alvarez just gets that educated pressure. He cuts the ring down. He puts flurries onto Golovkin. He works the body. He scores the points. And, you know, and he has a bit more of a dominating performance than he did in his majority decision victory over him a couple of years back. So that that's kind of how I could see this fight playing out either way. I think that's kind of how I've solidified this fight playing out in my mind. I can't see a knockout, but... You know, obviously, we have we have been known to be wrong on a few occasions where we sort of think of the fights and how they'll go down. And when you think someone's going to knock somebody out and then they go the distance, sometimes it can be a little bit of a, a shock even to me. But I don't think there's going to be a knockout here at all. I'm with you. I mean, look, um, Golovkin hasn't even touched the canvas as an amateur or as a professional. Um, and he's just got that, just the guts, determination. He's got a magnificent chin. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's got one of the best chins in the business. Hence why people are probably looking at the body. But you've got to remember that I think people are neglecting the fact that Morata can, can punch. Morata was a big puncher. The question is, is he harder puncher than uh, Canelo? Some people will say absolutely no way. But, you know, Canelo for me, although he gets rid of people, it's more the accuracy than the power. His accuracy when he's throwing shots, whether it be to the body, the head, and, and the way he's able to to find those angles and his head movement, I mean, it's second to none. You can't doubt that ability that Canelo has. However, you know, when he gets pushed back and he's able to be pushed back like Bivol did, then you see a different side to Canelo. Has he got another another way? Um, and, and he was out of options, wasn't he? He was out of options. And, um, and, and if someone can do what Bivol did, I think Golovkin can. And the other thing I will say is, although Canelo has gone on to do some great things since winning the Golovkin rematch. 
I do think he still has a tendency to wait and he will wait a bit too long. So what he what he presented us in that second fight was a guy who's going to push Golovkin back. Can he do that again? And people are going to question Golovkin, but can Canelo do that again? I've not seen that. What he tends to do now against sort of like the bigger guys, you think about Callum Smith, he was hitting the arms and Callum just didn't do He was just, it was almost like he was petrified and he froze in there. Whereas he tried to do that with Birol and throw counter shots. It weren't happening. It weren't happening. The feints weren't there. He didn't look great against Birol. And um, I know Golovkin, there were moments in the Murata fight. Because you only got to look, you know, you're as good as your last fight. So you're looking at those two fights in particular. And it, even like even other fights before, after that was the Caleb Plant fight. It was like he was waiting for his opportunities. If he does that against Golovkin, then he's going to find himself down on the cards again. If he if even if he doesn't want to push Golovkin back and he allows Golovkin to come forward and he sits on them ropes for too long trying to throw them counter shots, which he has been doing since that second fight, I think he loses a few rounds there and I think Golovkin takes those rounds. So the, the question is can he put Golovkin down? Can he be the first to put him down? Can he be the first to stop him? I don't think he'd be I don't think anyone's getting stopped. There could be a question of maybe, just maybe, he may land one of them accurate body shots and it may take the wind out of Golovkin where he does need to take a knee for a while. That's a possibility. I don't think he gets stopped. And I think you've also got to remember that Golovkin, at the age of 40, we've seen it many times from these great fighters, which I do consider to Golovkin to be great. He would have been greater if he wasn't so vicious in the ring because people were too fright- frightened to face him when he was in the peak of his powers. But for me, he's one of the greatest ever middleweights. And he pretty much walks around as a super middleweight. He doesn't have to boil himself down at 40. So people may give Canelo that as as the advantage. I don't. I think he, he he's going about his business and he probably he will make, he'll make weight easily. And I think he's got a great opportunity. This is the last hurrah for, for Golovkin for me. He brings drama show. I think this could be the last drama show for me. And I think with that in mind... I think we're probably going to see one of the best Golovkins we've seen. Like what we see when we had Klitschko, when we felt that when Klitschko fought Joshua, you know, knowing it was going to be his last final fight, I think he, you know, although he got knocked out in the end, he, he showed and demonstrated he can be quite physical going forward. And I think Golovkin's going to give it all. He's going to give it absolutely everything. And to be just saying he's going to get knocked out is it's not an easy task at all. So, Look, you just don't know. Uh, I think the body's the way forward for Canelo. And I think that Golovkin needs to work the body himself because he goes headhunting a bit too far too much for me. It's just, I, I can't see it being other than another classic 12-rounder. I do honestly believe it will go that way. I don't think any of them are going to, they may have moments where they step back and then they come forward again. It's going to be pretty much like the first two fights, Sean. The only difference is there is an age element there. Uh, you may see maybe one knockdown, maybe two, but I don't think anyone's getting stopped. No, I don't think anyone's getting stops. And I suppose that leads us nicely into actually providing our own predictions. And don't go betting your money on this, by the way. These are just our predictions. I'm definitely putting a disclaimer in here. Like, don't say you've come off our predictions because we do get things wrong. It happens. I mean, Johnson, you're probably better than me at predictions. You uh, you do very well in the, the prediction league that we that we have going. Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm the current holder. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Currently. Currently leading it this so far. Only a week in, though, to be fair. So, if anybody's best to listen to, probably Johnston. So, I'm going to give mine first and, and save it for Johnston to give his prediction. So, you know, looking at what we've spoke about in this episode, how we think things could go down, how fights 
could possibly be won by either man. I'm looking at it from my perspective and interpreting the first two fights and obviously adding in elements of losses and age into this fight. Uh, I see it going to points in terms of who it goes to. I think it's going to be close again. I, I, I can't see it being like a wide points decision for need the man i think it's going to be very close again i think you're going to be around or two in it and in terms of who's going to win it i'm going to have to go with the younger the fresher man the man that has seemingly even though he's coming off the back of a loss up at a weight higher than where he's campaigning at the moment i still think he has all the tricks in his arsenal and maybe that fight with bivol will have made him learn even more like he did when he fought mayweather and he learned all them different moves and if you look at Canelo's moves you can see there's elements of them that have been taken from fighters of yesteryear and I think he'll have learnt a lot from Bivol and I think he'll use that in this fight with Golovkin and I think he'll show Golovkin things that maybe he's not seen or expecting from Canelo and with that in mind I think he wins this on points I think it's probably going to be a split decision to Canelo I think it will go the distance I think it will have moments where it will be away from the game plan where it will be a little bit of a firefight at times but ultimately I think for the majority of it I think Canelo will have the control of it and he'll he'll win the rounds and he'll get the scoring shots that's needed to win this fight on the card so Canelo's my pick split decision for Canelo oh mate um uh, it's so hard because I'm a, I, I do love Glovkin I do I'm a huge admirer of his um I'm a huge admirer of Canelo. Uh, you know, it, it just he just gets tarnished with the drugs thing and and just some of the judging. Um, I can't help myself. You know, I, I just I, I hate it. But uh, for me, I think look, Canelo will. I feel that he will take the early stages. I think he'll win a, probably three or four of the first four rounds. I think the first six rounds he probably take three or four of them. And I do believe again. You know, he, he, he no matter what he does, even if Golovkin's pressurizing him um, and he's you know he's hitting his guard. Um, Canelo will probably throw them to the body. He, he will sell, he will vary his shots and he will he will sparingly counter. And I do think that it will be those counter shots that the judges like. I, I think that that's what he will gradually do. I think he will spend a bit too much time on the ropes come the middle rounds. And uh, believe it or not, I do think the forty-year-old Golovkin will be putting pressure on him. And you, I can I can visualise Canelo being up against the ropes, feeling like he's winning the fight. And Golovkin unloading, and then you get the old, you know, where he waves him forward, um, which we pretty much see against Bivol. That that kind of attitude, you know, that that Mexican hero, solid guy fighter, and and I think in the middle range, I think we'll have that. We'll have a a, a very competitive fight um, where Golovkin may rack up a few rounds, where Canelo has a bit of a time off, and then that may tire Golovkin because he's going to put the pressure on. He's going to know I need to win these rounds, and then it might get a bit closer coming into sort of eight and ten. And then I think Canelo then begins to push Golovkin back. And I think it will be a matter of his age. And I do feel that Golovkin will fight hard, but he's going to have to retreat, whether it be some of them body shots. I don't think he's going to go down. I think he will hurt. I think he will hurt him to the body. You'll be able to see it. And um, and and those will be the extra couple of rounds that Canelo takes that inevitably wins him this fight. Um, I think the last round is going to be... Um, Mental. I think that was we'll that'd be what the 36th round uh, between them in that final round, and I think you're going to see fireworks in it in those last three minutes, and you're going to see probably the best round of the fight. And I think um, whoever wins it, I don't think it's going to matter because I think Canelo probably will will win it. Will be ahead on all, all the points, and Golovkin will need the knockout, which he won't get. But um, I, I do 
I think a split decision could could happen. I think it probably will be a majority. I can see two going Canelo and then one having it as a draw or maybe slightly Golovkin. But yeah, I'll go majority or even a UD Canelo because I just think he takes those those rounds. Golovkin has to put the pressure on and I just hope he does. It, you know, in my heart of hearts, I absolutely would love to see Golovkin win this and uh, then say goodbye to the sport. I really would. I think he... I think he deserves it. I think, um, and you know, he has to put on the performance, of course. I think he's got it in him. Um, can he do what George, old oh, George Foreman did? Can he do what one Manuel Marquez did to Pacquiao? Look, it's it's there. We've seen it in history. It can happen, and I hope that happens. Whether he stops him, knocks him out, or gets the point decision, I will be absolutely absolutely over the moon. I really would. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think Canelo does take it. Well, with that in mind then, let's just briefly go through the rest of the card and then obviously have a little couple of minutes to talk about the fact that it is now the uh, zone pay-per-view as well. That's something we've not even spoke about. I'm sure people will want to yeah. hear that. So I'm going to round up the card. I'm not going to go through the fights in detail. I think most of the people that listen to us, they know who's fighting this weekend. Jesse Rodriguez, Franco fighting Israel Gonzalez, defending that WBC super flyweight title. Ali Akhmadov against Gabriel Rosado, could be a really good fight for the undercard there. Amo Williams versus our very own Kieran Conway. I think that will be a, a good fight as long as that lasts. Diego Pacheo, 15-0 against Enrico Calazzo. Mark Castro, former guest of Ones to Watch, is also on the card. Aaron Aponte and Antonio Herrera also on this particular card. Now, in the UK on Friday night, we've got the show on Channel 5 in the UK. In Bolton, as Gavin Gwynn headlines defending the British lightweight and Commonwealth lightweight titles against Craig Woodruff. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lyndon Arthur, Nathan Gorman, Connor Walker, Jake James, James Moorcroft, many other prospects are also featuring on this particular card. So if you're a UK-based listener, you're not aware of this show. It is happening on Channel 5. That is happening. I've said Friday night. It's actually Saturday night. So you've got that as a bit of a prelude to Canelo versus Golovkin if you are deciding to stay up and watch the boxing this weekend. So shifting back to the conversation at hand in these last few minutes, of the show this is a pay-per-view this one on the zone so it's a very interesting concept that they've got it on pay-per-view after expecting us as fight fans to just pay a certain subscription to get all these sort of fights and now they've changed the goalposts again by obviously putting a pay-per-view element into the their superstars of their promotion <laughs> 
it was probably always inevitable that this was going to happen. I just huff about it because it feels frustrated because they lead you into a false sense of security, don't they? The broadcasters by saying, look, here you go, here's, here's a certain amount. It was only two quid a month at the start. Now it's like eight quid a month and now you've got to pay for the, the marquee names to fight. I understand that the fighters get elements of this money and I understand elements of it go to them but you know as fight fans it's very frustrating because you kind of led up this blind path like you always are you know when you're in the UK you go on Sky and you watch the boxer shows and then you think right great I'm getting all this free action here but you're not you're paying it as part of your subscription and then what happens next is boxer then get a big fight and then they'll probably put something on pay-per-view as Sky box office so you can't win yeah. either way it's like you've got to accept it or, or don't bother or like a lot of people do they find alternative ways of watching it I just find it really frustrating that it continues to happen Oh, absolutely. And you think about the, the current climate at the minute, the current situation we're all, we're all in and all these pay-per-view fights, fights that are popping up. I mean, they had, uh, didn't they have the Ruiz Louise? That was a pay-per-view, wasn't it, as well, which is d- disgraceful, really. Uh, I didn't understand that. I mean, I suppose this is a big fight. I get it. But, you know, the zone were having, you know, all Canelo fights on there when you was had your monthly subscription. It doesn't really make sense. It's almost like going down that sky route. As you say, you pay your monthly subscription to watch certain fights. But then when it comes to the big marquee fights, you got to pay for them. That's how it's always been in this sport. I mean, I remember watching Amir Khan and, um, you know, all watching all of his fights on ITV and all of a sudden he moves to Sky and then uh, he's fighting in America and you got paid to watch him. It's like, well, what is the point? What, what am I going to waste that time? you know, having to follow these guys to then have to just put me hand in my pocket all the time. Look, it is, it is a, oh, it, I like to swear then, but it is, it's a fucking nuisance to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, and, and, and with the current climate, I think it's, it's shocking really, but I get it. You know, it's a big fight, but as you say, there's other ways and means of watching these fights. Am I going to start to watch it? I, I, you know, I would love to be able to stay up and watch this fight. I may do. Um, it depends how I feel on the day. Chances are I may end up not and, uh, just not knowing the result and watching it early morning on daily motion. That's probably what I may do. So just, just, a, just an idea, people, if you stay away, you do get the fights on daily motion. There's adverts in there. Yes. But watch it the next day. You know, you'd have to pay nothing for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not actually condoning any sort of illegal streaming here, by the way. Yeah. It usually does crop up the next day. Doesn't it? If you're not willing to pay for it on pay-per-view, I think many people are not behind the door when it comes to being able watch fights in an alternative way. I suppose it's just a talking point because I know like we've not mentioned it a lot because there's been so much going on. And I know obviously Connor Ben, Chris Eubank going to be on pay-per-view in another couple of weeks time. And it's just more and more of them are, are popping up and it just kind of feels Wilder. like, yeah, well, 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 obviously that one as well. Yeah. So it just, it just feels like there's more and more of them. Yeah. Like in the UK here, we're going through this sort of really strange, economic climate change you know where you know they're putting the heating bills up astronomically now this new prime minister's coming and said they're going to cap it and then you've had issues with petrol prices the cost of living you know food wages not matching the amount that people have to pay out it's a, it's a real struggle at the moment and it's quite scary for sort of people that are probably on low incomes you know that are maybe are going to struggle this winter so you know stuff like this does just really make a difference just to the average joe like us you know who, who just works nine to five does the job and, and wants to tune in to watch the big fights and you know to pay for the privilege of it every single week or every other week's getting a bit ridiculous and I think it was just something that I wanted to sort of highlight and talk about in these last couple of minutes but you know that's that's pretty much it 
from us guys you know thank you for for listening as always thank you for tuning in just want to give a big shout out to the newest patron to the patreon membership service matthew shorten big shout out to you matthew you've been listening to us for quite some time he's been messaging us for quite some time about some of the shows that we do and then this morning i woke up because he's all the way in australia i woke up and i noticed that he'd become a patron so you know big thanks to you publicly for supporting us huge thanks as always and if you're not already a patron you can go and check us out at patreon.com forward slash btr boxing podcast go and check all the available membership tiers on that and if you can support us in this very very difficult time there's no obligation to of course but if you can it's truly appreciated if you've not tuned into us on youtube make sure you subscribe on there and all the available podcasting app just type in btr boxing podcast network you'll find all of our series based shows and you'll be able to tune into every single series that we do well that's it Thank you for listening, as always, to this Big Fight preview, and we will be back next week with a reaction show. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatt the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia, he's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.